The Joy of Booking proudly presents. There've been lots of wrestlers over the years, and many are smaller than their hossier peers. Some will take to the air, some will stretch and will tear. It's a smallish world after all. This is the Cruiserweight-ish classic, and now your host for this small world, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon, Alvin, Simon, Theodore Banks. Welcome back to the joy of booking the Cruiserweight-ish classic. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. I hope you are well, hope those you love are doing well, and I'm not an expert, I'm really not, but I'm pretty sure uh, that this is the first happening of uh, 2023. I think we're in 2023, January of 2023. My goodness, where does the time go? Now, by my reckoning, uh, our last podcast was on December 26th, uh, which means that the first podcast of uh, January will be January 2nd, so that'll be a PWI episode that you heard on the 2nd. So this should be January 9th, Holy Toledo. Um, if you remember correctly, my lovelies, this entire thing, not just the Cruiserweight-ish classic, which we'll get to, but all of these tournaments began way back in 2020. It's now 2023. My God, how time flies. All of these things began in 2020 when we started having the Corona Cup. And we had all of this time where we couldn't do a whole lot of things. And I said to myself, Self, let's use this time and let's revert back to our childhood selves and let's do some tournaments and have some fun and make some lists and roll some dice and all of that kind of thing. And what a world it's been. We've gone through so many iterations of that. Um, and yet here we are. I'm coming to you. From the distant past. I can say this. It's not often that I can. I am recording this from a previous year. I'm recording this from a previous year. I'm recording this from back. It is, I'll give you the date. It is November 18th, 2022, as I record this podcast. And you may be saying to yourself, who cares? Why is DC going through the trouble of telling us the actual date of the podcast? Friends, the reason is, for the first time since we started the Corona Cup, I record this podcast and speak to you with the coronavirus. I got the COVID. You'll remember back to November, back when we had Twitter. Remember Twitter? Twitter was a thing back in November. It's 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 dying. Oh, it's dying. It's dying so fast. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you might remember. Oh, yeah, I remember week before Thanksgiving, D.C. got the COVID. Sad times. Sad times. Uh, so, yeah, for the first time, I made it two and a half years without getting COVID. And now I got it. And I got to tell you, at this moment, it is 8.38 a.m., on November 18th, it's a Friday, and I got to tell you, COVID, it's not that bad. Not bad. At this moment, I don't want to jinx myself. I'm, I'm saying, I'm letting the world know and the fates know I'm talking about right now, in this moment. My temperature got to about 100 degrees once or twice in the last 72 hours or so. Um, I tested positive at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. I woke up after a couple of hours of sleep and was feeling kind of gross and 
my wife, I, I knew I had been exposed. I knew I had been a close contact. A dear friend from work had gotten it, and I had spent some time in her company la uh, the week before. And so I tested, and it popped within five minutes. I knew I had it, and life in the short term changed. Um, that was it for work. This is now my third consecutive day off. That rarely happens that I take three consecutive days off of work. Um, my wife moved out to the couch, which was heartbreaking, both because it's nice to share a bed with your spouse, and that's a super inconvenience. I offered to go to a hotel. I offered to isolate. We have a, a at this moment, we technically have a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment, but we only have one bed. Um, the second bedroom was my office space, and you know it's been turned into a, a, a space for my wife to do her artistic pursuits. Um, so it was heartbreaking to know I was drastically inconveniencing my wife, um, who so far, I'm sure you're thinking about it and asking, cause you're wonderful people. Um, she's, she's okay. A little sniffly this morning. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she comes down with the COVID in the next 24 to 36 hours, if I'm being honest, but, um, but, uh, she just texted, you know. It, it, it's the isolation is rough having someone that you love that you can't really get close to and you're seeing that you know thank goodness for technology I will say and we'll get to the tournament we'll get to the tournament but this is the first chance I'm getting to actually talk about this um and so yeah I know that you're going to hear this you know almost two months in the future but I, I want to talk about it um the isolation is rough and thank goodness for technology. We FaceTime multiple times a day. We've gone for a walk. Um, you know, but that part is is tricky. You take for granted the fact that your spouse is someone that you can, you know, hug when you want to. I could walk into the room and kiss her on the forehead or, you know, any of that type of stuff. And that's not an option right now. That's hard. Um, I'm a little, I've been isolated in my bedroom. Which again, technology, we got the game ticket to ride on our Chromebooks, so we're able to play a game against each other. We've watched things together. We'll watch the finale of the Bake Off later. Psst, don't tell her, but I know who won. I looked it up. Because if Sandra was going to win, I wasn't sure I wanted to watch. But now I know who won, and I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, you know. And so it's been a couple of days, and I've been... You know, I'm, I'm congested. I have a little cough. I've been sneezing, all sorts of gunk, which, you know, is TMI, but it, I don't care. You can know it. Um, but I haven't been, you know, the attention span has been lax. I put on Survivor Series 1987. We're coming up on War Games. And I wasn't going to watch them all. I didn't have that idea where I was going to watch all 30 years of Survivor Series. But I was like, I'll watch the first one. Maybe watch some of the early ones. I made it through the first match. I barely paid attention. And I was just kind of like, eh. And that's how this works. I'll, I'll start watching a video. Ten minutes later, I'm bored. I go do something else. I read a couple comics. I'm bored. I do something else. Um, I've made some lists. I have some ideas. And I've made some lists of things. And then I get bored. And I start another list. And then I get bored. And I start a third list. That was the last. That was yesterday. Yesterday, I made like three lists that I just kept changing and changing and changing. And finally, I was like, you know what? This is the Corona Cup. I don't call it that anymore, but now it is. Um, let's do this. We're in the happening. It's about to be round five. I've got nothing but time. You know, if my wife tests positive, my quarantine can break and we can go about, like I can, you know, wander about the house. I've been pretty limited. Um... So that will change. But if she doesn't, if and I do hope she's not, because I don't want her to get sick. Um, but I might be in here for another two or three days. And if that's the case, there is no excuse for me not to finish this season. What better way to end a season of the Corona Cup than to actually have the coronavirus while you do it? So let's get into round five. Let's get into round five of The Happening. Thank you for listening to these 10 minutes of just stream of consciousness. 
uh, let's get into round five to paint a picture because it's been a little bit. It's been a couple of weeks. We got interrupted with uh, the, uh, the the PWI issue and all of that. Um, we have eight groups of eight, the top 64 cruiserweights. I have given myself the gift of GM points because we're rolling dice for some of these round-robin matchups. I've given myself GM points. They've rolled over. I'm sitting on a whopping 60 GM points. And with only three rounds to go in this section, um, I need to start using those points. I haven't considered whether or not these points could carry over because I'm assuming we have eight groups of eight. Eventually, we'll have eight number ones, eight number twos, eight, no and then we'll do this again. We'll make eight new groups of eight. I think I don't even know anymore. I can't say I'm thinking super clearly, which I got to say is going to make podcasting uh, interesting. So let's get into it. I've got 60 points. It's round five. Uh, I'm going to start with the last group, group H, and work my way up because I don't think I've done that yet. So uh, group H, I think I've got everything covered. Group H is currently led by Billy Kidman, who is undefeated. Our undefeated wrestlers at this point, four wins, zero losses. Kidman, Jay White for some reason, Chavo Guerrero, Kota Ibushi, and technically Adam Cole, but he is 3-0-1. He has a draw. So technically he is undefeated, but we've got Cole, Ibushi, Chavo, Jay White, and Kidman. Um, obviously, some of those people need to lose in order for other things to happen. So that's going to be one of the things I have to think about with my GM points here is I got to start making sure my favorites are near the top. So, like I said, Kidman's in the lead here, and he's got a pretty commanding lead. The next group is Finn Balor and Takahashi uh, with Daryl, who are currently at 2-1-1. One, and one. So even if Kidman loses this, he's still going to be in the lead. Um, he could lose, and Balor and Takahashi can win, and he's still going to be in the lead uh, heading into round six. So he's in a very good position here. So let's get into it now. I'm ready. You're ready. Let's begin. Our opening matchup is Brian Kendrick versus Takahashi. Takahashi's got a win to stay competitive. Kendrick at one in three. Are things over for him? You know, somebody's 4-0. You're 1-3. Three. There's only three more rounds to go. So even if he would have to win the last three matchups and Kidman would have to lose the last three for him to be tied with Kidman, let alone everybody else. So this is a must-win for Kendrick if he wants to stay at least remotely competitive. Uh, it's a must-win for Takahashi if he wants to be kind of near the top. So big stakes here already in this matchup. Kendrick versus Takahashi. Brian Kendrick with a five. Not the kind of role you want if you're Brian Kendrick. Uh, Takahashi with a 33. A trouncing, we call that in the business. We call that a trouncing. Takahashi moves to 3-1-1. One, and, one, and for Brian Kendrick, uh, it's over. He is not going to have a 500 record in this tournament. It was not meant to be for Brian Kendrick this day. Uh, he drops to one and four. Finn Balor taking on Billy Kidman. Ooh, we got a big matchup here. I forgot that was what I usually do is I have to like look at the matchups. So Balor and Kidman, we're going to save that. That's clearly our main event. Uh, Paul London and Jeff Hardy probably should have gone first. My apologies. Although let's do this episode. Like a 2K22 video game, you want your opener and your closer to be the highlights of the night. So you want your main event to be the best matchup, and you want your opener to be the second best matchup. So what else are we going to get? We're going to get Paul London versus Jeff Hardy, both guys under 500. Jeff Hardy currently in last place, although actually now Kendrick's in last place. And then we're going to get Ultimo Dragon, who is at 2-2. Two and two. So, you know, he's still in it. Um, and then Kenta, who at 1-2-1 one, and one, is probably not still in it. So let's do, let's start with uh, London and Hardy here. Paul London with a 20. 
Jeff Hardy with a 25. Uh, a win for Jeff Hardy. Not good times for either of the tag champions, London or Kendrick. Uh, he is now 2-3 and three for Jeff Hardy, so he'll be in good placement, even if he's not going to win this thing. Uh, Paul London now 1-3 and 1, so he's doing slightly better than Brian Kendrick. Ultimo Dragon versus Kenta. Come on, Dragon. Now, again, thinking of using my points, this is something else I have to think about now that we're at this point. Would I like the Ultimo Dragon to win this bracket? Yes. Is that possible at this point? I don't know. I want him to win this matchup. I should actually look and see who else he has to face. He's got to face Takahashi. He's got to face Kidman. All right. So he's got to face Takahashi and Kidman. So if he wins those, so I have the ability to use my points to give Ultimo Dragon the win. So I should be aggressive with my points to guarantee him a win in this instance. Ultimo versus Kenta. Ultimo Dragon with a 22. Kenta with a 22. So we have a tie. That is actually probably the best. The best scenario would have been for Ultimo Dragon to win outright. Making it much easier for me. This is a decent second place because I can use one of my GM points to give uh, Ultimo Dragon the win. Maybe I had said I had to use two in a previous episode. Do I have to give two? Let's, okay. I'll honor that. I don't even know if I said that or not, but I'll go with it. I'll give him two points. So now I'm down to 58. But that puts Ultimo at three and two. If he beats Finn Balor, or no, not Finn Balor, he lost to Balor. If he beats Takahashi, and if he beats Kidman in round six and seven, he's going to win this thing. So I'm still in a position for him to do well. All right. So that works. Now here's our main event. Finn Balor, Kidman. At this point, I actually want Balor to win. Because I want Kidman to start losing, making it easier for Ultimo Dragon to win. So I am rooting for Balor. Will I use points for it? I don't know. A draw would also be acceptable. Finn Balor with a six. Finn, you suck. Kidman with a 30. Yeah, I'm not using points for that. Uh, Kidman will continue... The Dice want Billy Kidman to win. He is undefeated. He is 5-0. Not only making it very difficult for anyone to beat him in this bracket, but also this is the opening card of round five. He is putting out a statement to the rest of the undefeated people being top this. Will he be the only 5-0 at the end of this round? We don't know yet. Uh, Balor at 2-2-1 two, two and one. drops down, drops down a bit. No longer going to be in that top three. All right, so Kidman, wow. Kendrick, Balor, Takahashi, Kenta, Hardy. He's got to take on Paul London and Ultimo Dragon. London can play the role of spoiler in this. Ultimo Dragon's got to win. That is a must-win situation. Uh, if I didn't have other ones to go, that would be something where I would use 20 points, maybe, to make him win. But I've got seven other brackets, and let's get into it by moving on to bracket G. Uh, G has a tie at the top. Christopher Daniels and Seth Rollins. Three wins, one loss apiece. Uh, Daniels and Rollins have not faced each other yet, so that's going to be interesting. Um, MJF, who are our winless Folk, we haven't mentioned that. MJF, winless, 0-4. Ray Phoenix, technically Santino and Sami Zayn, 0-3-1. RVD, winless. Kevin Von Erich, sorry, Brandon. Jerry Lynn. These are the people who need wins here to at least save some face. There's going to be some sniffing. I'll try to look away um, from the microphone like I'm the chocolate rain guy. If you know... That video, you know what I'm talking about, but there's going to be some sniffing. I got COVID, all right? I'm recording a podcast for you, and I got the COVID. What are our matchups for Group G here? 
Uh, Woods versus Miz. Both of those gentlemen uh, kind of right in the middle of the pack. They're third and fourth, respectively, so they're in a position where a win would be helpful. So that's going to be a big match. Morrison and Rollins. Uh, less of a big deal for Morrison, but Rollins needs a win to stay at the top. Daniels versus MJF. Okay, MJF looking for a win. Daniels looking to stay in the top. And then Champa versus Styles. Both of them, Styles is actually in seventh place, Champa in fifth. That one's not as exciting. So, uh, what would our big matchup be here? I think our big, I, honestly, the big matchup is probably Miz and Woods because whoever wins that, and, you know, if Daniels and Rollins both happen to lose their matches, whoever wins that takes over first place. Um, otherwise, I would say it's Daniels and MJF. Rollins and Morrison is fine, I guess, but the story is, can MJF get a win? So let's open with that. Let's open with Daniels versus MJF. Then we'll do Morrison Rollins and AJ Styles Champa, and we will end with Woods and Miz. All right, so we're beginning with Daniels versus MJF. Daniels needs to win to guarantee himself he will at least have a share of first place. Daniels with a 14, not great. MJF with a 27. Now, I obviously would like Daniels to... See, here's the thing. If I look at Group H, if I go back to Group H, Ultimo Dragon is the only person I really strongly want to win that bracket. In Group G, I'm okay with Woods winning. I would really probably be okay with Rollins winning. I definitely want Daniels to win, but if Champa were to win, that would be okay too. So... Daniels still has to wrestle Woods, still has to wrestle Rollins. Okay, so in this instance, I'm not going to use any points. We're going to give MJF his first win. Hallelujah for him picking up a win. Daniels will take the loss, which will drop him to 3-2. and two, But that still puts him in a position where, again, if he's got to take on Woods and Rollins, two people who are also near the top, a strong showing against them still gives him a pretty good shot of making uh, the leaderboard here. So, MJF no longer winless, start, starting off with a bang-bang. Uh, let's go on to Champa and Styles, which is kind of the great match, but for in terms of stakes, less exciting. Although I suppose now, if Champa were to win, he and Daniels would have the same record. So, that's something. Uh, Champa with a 10, not good. Styles with a 25. Styles picking up a win over Champa. Uh, that may just about do it for Champa, who is now two and three. Styles now two, two and one. So Champa, yeah, that that pretty much I think seals Champa's fate at this point, uh, making it very hard for him to. You know, I guess he's got to take on Miz and Rollins, so maybe, 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 but it just the pressure's on. This is a very competitive bracket. It'll be interesting to see what the uh, record books show. Next up, Morrison versus Rollins. Rollins wins. He is uh, in strong position. Morrison with a two. Oh, a natural double one. I'm not sure that has happened yet. Rollins can beat him with one dice. And he does with a 26. So Rollins beating Morrison. Morrison now at 1-3-1 and one will be in second to last place. Rollins is 4-1. and one, So he is going to be our leader in Group G uh, heading out of round 5. Which brings us to our main event, Miz versus Woods. Uh, a win here gets you second place. Miz versus, actually, yes, we should say Woods versus Miz. We roll for Woods first. Xavier Woods with a 8. Oof. Miz with a 31. I would want to give, if this was single digits, I would give points to Woods to give him the win here. But that's a lot of points, and I'm not willing. So the Miz takes the win. He's now 3-1-1. One one. He will be our second place 
uh, competitor at this point. Woods dropping to 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. This bracket is all over the place. Very competitive in Group G. Let's move on to Group F here. Group F, again, Jay White, for reasons that defy my understanding, is undefeated. Pac and Buddy Matthews at 3-1, and one, nipping at his heels. We also have uh, Santino and Zane, both undefeated. Our matchups for Group F, Pac versus Jushin Liger. Hell yes, that'd be fun to watch. Uh, they are both in the top half of the bracket, so that will probably open or close our card. Jay White versus Kenny Omega. Omega's at 1-2-1. and one. Not very exciting there. Santino versus Lethal. That's not exciting either. And then Sami Zayn versus Buddy Matthews. The excitement in that one is that Zayn's looking for a win. Buddy's looking to keep himself at the top. So I'm going to have that open the show. Zayn versus Buddy Matthews. And we will end the show with Pac versus uh, Jushin Liger. So here we go here. Here we go now. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go now. Sami Zayn, Buddy Matthews. I want Buddy to win, but I also can understand Sami wanting to win here as well. Sami Zayn with a 38. Wow. Strong showing. Buddy Matthews with a 17. Not going to give him any points for that. Sami is in... The win streak here. He is now 1-3-1. and one. Pressure now even more on Santino. Buddy is 3-2. and two. A lot of things need to happen for Buddy Matthews to stay at the top at this point. Looking forward, Buddy still gets to wrestle White and Liger. So again, there's a, there's a road for victory here. But again, I'm okay with Liger winning this. I'm okay with Buddy winning this. I'd rather Pac win than Jay White, I suppose, but we'll see. All right. Next, the matches that don't really matter. Let's do Lethal versus uh, Santino. Let's do Santino versus Lethal. Pressure on. Santino got to win. Got to win. Uh, 23. Decent enough. Jay Lethal with a 12. Wins for both of our winless friends here. So we have some competition happening at the bottom of our bracket. And actually, at this point, both Santino and Zane have guaranteed they will not be at the bottom. Because with wins by both of them, they are at 1, 3, and 1. Jay Lethal, having lost, is now at 1 and 4. So Jay Lethal will be the bottom of this bracket heading into round 6. Next up is... What I say? White versus Omega, right? Yep. Yeah. Jay White versus Kenny Omega. I, I'm in a weird position where I'm rooting for Kenny Omega. That doesn't happen very often. Jay White with a 10. Uh-oh. Kenny Omega with an 18. There we go. Undefeated. No more. Jay White losing to Kenny Omega in a match I am sure many uh, fans of wrestling would love to see. I don't care, but uh, Jay White's now going to be 4-1, Omega 2-2-1. Two, two now, pressure's on Pac. If Pac wins, he and Jay White are tied. Now, Jay White owns the tiebreaker, but that's still the ideal position to be in here. Jushin Liger, if he wins, uh, will be in second place. So our main event time, Pac versus Jushin Thunder Liger. Pac with a, rolled off the 27, Jushin Liger with an 18. No need reason to change anything. Pac getting the win, now putting himself tied with Jay White. So we have a two-way tie in this bracket, which is always fun to see, uh, with Pac and Jay White. Again, Jay White owns the tiebreaker, so if this... We'll stay a tie through the, to the end. Jay White would technically win, but we'll hopefully do something about that, won't we? Interestingly enough, uh, Jay White's last two matches against last place Jay Lethal, but a real interesting one against Buddy Matthews. 
Oh, let me breathe for a second. I'm doing a lot of talking and not a lot of breathing. <sighs> Group E. We have another two-way tie. Dean Malenko and Cedric Alexander at three and one. Again, very competitive. A lot of, uh, of the eight competitors in Group E, six have at least a 500 record. So, what will our matchups be today? Petey Williams versus Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix is undefeated. This is a matchup actually between the bottom two members of this bracket. Dean Malenko versus Shingo in a battle between number one and number four on our bracket. That will be good. Chris Sabin versus Amazing Red. Kind of middle of the road matchup there. And then Cedric versus Johnny. Johnny at 500. Uh, Cedric trying to get sole possession of first place. I think Malenko and Shingo is the obvious main event, but I think Cedric and Gargano probably opens the show. So let's do that one right now. Cedric Alexander, Johnny Gargano. I am rooting for Gargano. Another thing I didn't think I'd say today, I'm rooting for Johnny Gargano here. Cedric Alexander with a 34. Oof. Cedric doing well in this tournament. Johnny Gargano with a 10. You know, I said I wanted to be aggressive with these uh, victory, the, my GM points. I've used two, and we're almost halfway done uh, with the brackets here. But do I want to spend that much money to give Johnny Gargano a win that many points? I do not. So Cedric defeating Johnny Oregano. Uh, he will be 4-1. and one. Pressure is on Dean Malenko. That was, might be where I'm spending double-digit points here. Uh, Gargano at 2-3. and three, Probably over for him in this tournament. Let's do Petey versus uh, Ray Phoenix. Whoop, I dropped the dice. Petey versus Ray Phoenix. Phoenix trying to get out of the undefeated section like Santino and Sami Zayn before him. And MJF for that matter. Uh, Petey Williams with a 16, Ray Phoenix with a 29. We might not have any undefeated, or unwin, I don't know what the opposite of that. What do you call it when somebody hasn't won? Unlucky, I guess. But either way, Phoenix wins over Petey Williams, getting out, or into the win column, I suppose. He's in the win column. And actually, at this point, now switching places with Petey. Petey will take the bottom place heading into round six. What matchup haven't we done yet? Saban versus Red. All right. Whoever wins this will be, you know, top half of the standings again. Uh, let's see here. Chris Saban with a 23. Amazing Red with a 12. Chris Saban. Going to go to 3-2 and two over Amazing Red in a great early uh, TNA matchup here. Boom, boom. Red dropping to 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. <sighs> Crazy how this tournament works. All right, main event time. Dean Malenko versus Shingo. Malenko has to win to keep himself in... Um, one of the top two spots. He has a win over Cedric. So if he wins this, he still gets to be in first place. Malenko versus Shingo. Dean Malenko, big money, big money. No whammy, no whammy. Malenko with a 23. Shingo with a 21. Very close competitive matchup. But luckily for me, Malenko gets the win without any help on my end. Over Shingo, he will continue to be. So this bracket will still have Malenko and Cedric tied at the top. It's been that way since week three. Good uh, competitive bracket heading into week six. I still got 58 points to play with here. <coughs> Excuse me. I know. You got to have my water. I got to have your water. I know that eventually I'll have to use them. I mean, I have to, right? I have to be using some of these points. Um, group D, or maybe I'll maybe I'll save them. I don't know. Group D, again, I, I like Chavo Guerrero. He was the greatest wrestler at the end of episode one of uh, the list, the list, what, what, the list. 
crazy that he is undefeated here. Rey Mysterio in second place. Um, and then we've got, again, four out of the eight wrestlers are sitting at 500. So very competitive matchups I'm imagining we'll get in Group D. Low-key versus Chavo. Low-key at 500. Chavo undefeated. That will be good. RVD versus Santos. Our Santos needs a win to get into that upper echelon. RVD, currently one of the few winless wrestlers. He's looking to change his fate. The Hurricane versus Gulak. Okay, that matchup would be good, but Gulak's at 500. Hurricane's in second to last place. And then Rey Mysterio versus Ziggler. That will be good. So I think it's Loki and Chavo, and then Mysterio... Ziggler, I think, are our two big ones. So we'll probably start with Mysterio Ziggler. So here we go now. Here we go now. I Again, of this group, uh, it's Gulak and Santos that I'm kind of hoping wins here. So Mysterio and Ziggler, I suppose I'm cheering for Ziggler because I want people to be close to 500, which makes it easier for guys like Gulak or Santos Escobar to get ahead. I suppose I'm cheering for Ziggler to win here, I think. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Rey Mysterio with a 18. Dolphy Ziggs with a 7. Yeah, I'm not giving points to Ziggler. I don't care. Uh, Ziggler taking the loss. Mysterio with the win. He's now at four and one. It makes sense from the nature of the tournament. If you're having the best cruiserweights and you're trying to get the top eight, Rey Mysterio should be in that category. So I'm okay with it being four and one. Um, Ziggler down to two and three. Let's do RVD Santos. Cheering for Santos here. Rob Van Dam with a 21 Santos Escobar with a nine. Ouch. Do I want to spend 13 points to give Santos a win in which he wouldn't be near the top? Because three and two and four and one are two different things. He's still got to wrestle the Hurricane and Mysterio, I suppose. Nope, I don't. You know what? I don't care enough to spend 13 points uh santos taking a loss to rvd rvd in the win column again at this point now the pressure is really on kevin von eric and jerry lynn they don't want to be the only people to be winless at this point rvd picking up a win Let's do Hurricane Gulak. I'm cheering for Gulak here. He is someone I would spend points on, I think. Uh, Hurricane with a 21. Gulak with a 20. All right. So Gulak has a one-point disadvantage. Now, this could be a draw. Technically, there have been no draws in Group D. There have been draws in every other group so far. And, oh, nope, group C, also no draws. Did I make, I don't think I made a rule that says if there haven't been any draws, I can't use points. So I'm going to use three points. One point to give, to make it an actual tie, because right now Gulak has one point lower. And then two points to give him the win. I'm using three points to give Gulak the win over the Hurricane. Sorry, Shane. I have now used GM points three times for actually all three of true Gulak's wins here. Uh, but that's only a total of 11 points. And the Hurricane losing to Gulak, making him one and four, tied with RVD. <clears throat> Luckily, the Hurricane has the tiebreaker in that case. Uh, Gulak at three and two. Well, it'll probably put him in the top three. So Gulak's still got to wrestle low-key and RVD. So he's got some easier matchups there. Um, ideally, if he wins those, he's making as strong a showing as possible to be uh, at least close to the top. 
Main event time, Chavo versus Loki. Lo Chavo trying to stay undefeated. If Loki wins, he's tied with Gulak. Loki with a 17, Chavo with an 8. Ooh. We are Yeah, some undefeateds losing, some unvictorious winning. What a round here. Win, loss. Chavo now 4 and 1 tied with Rey Mysterio. That matchup has not happened yet. That will have huge implications heading into our later rounds. Well, all right then. I've got 55 points left to work with for our final uh, three rounds. Breathe. Kota Ibushi, 4-0. Jamie Noble, 3-1. What will our matchups be here in Group C? Kofi versus Tyson Kidd. Both at 500. That's a good match. Uh-oh. Oops. Uh, minor thing. The, the bracket said it should be 4 versus 2. I've been rolling 2 versus 4. Not going to change anything, but I'll try to fix that at least for these last three. Uh, Saber versus Kota Ibushi. Hell of a match that would be. Um, Saber also at 500. This again, a large group at 500 here. So that would be a good one. That'll be either an opener or a closer. Noble versus Pentagon. Another matchup of a 500 versus someone in second place. That'll open the show. Kota and Saber will close it. And then Kevin Von Erich versus Brian Danielson. Again, both of those guys just through the nature of the tournament in the bottom two. Kevin's got to win to uh, get on the board and save himself being really embarrassed. Danielson's got to win to avoid being last in the bracket. All right. Kevin Von Erich with a 34. Nobody wants to be 0-5, apparently. Daniel Bryan with a 21. I'm giving the win to Kevin Von Erich. Finally on the board, one and four, Daniel Bryan, not, or Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryanson. Uh, not going to be his thing. He's one and four, and the one win, I actually gave points to give him that win. Otherwise, he'd be 0 and five. The dice don't want Daniel Bryan to do well in this tournament. What are you going to do? Uh, all right, so I probably was not the matchup I was supposed to start with. But I don't care. Um, let's do, at this point, let's just go backwards. Jamie Noble versus Pentagon Jr. Must win for both competitors. Jamie Noble with a 14, Pentagon with a 24. I am going to give 11 points to Jamie Noble because I want him to do well in this tournament. First time giving him points, using a lot, double digits, to give him the win over Pentagon, dropping me down to 44 uh, GM points. He is now 4-1. and one. Strong showing here if Zack Sabre Jr. wins. Uh, he is at least tied with Kota Ibushi for the lead. Let's do... Kofi versus Tyson Kidd at this point. Battle of our 500s. Kofi Kingston with a 18. Tyson Kidd with a 20. Very close, but Tyson Kidd's going to pick up the win. He is now at 3 and 2. Main event time. Kota Ibushi versus Zack Sabre Jr. Kota wins. He's undefeated. Sabre wins. There's all sorts of madness going on here. Kota Ibushi with a 37. My word. Kota Ibushi wants to be undefeated. Zack Sabre with an 18. I would need to give 20 of these 44 points to Zack Sabre. I can't do it. I can't do it. He'll take the loss. Kota is 5-0. and oh. And I haven't given him any GM points. It's like the dice know who they favor. He is 5-0. Noble will continue to be in second place. 
And at this point, oh, we have not seen Coda Russell Noble yet. So there is still a chance for Jamie Noble to win. I should be saving these points because the more points I have, the more these matchups that are these big, big matchups, I'm going to probably need to use them. Group B has Alistair Black, Malachi Black, and Kushida tied at three and one. And then again, a big bulk of people in the middle. Eddie Guerrero, probably the person I want to be doing well here, but we've also got Kyle O'Reilly and Tajiri, even though Tajiri at one and three, it's probably too late. Jerry Lynn, this is the last winless competitor on this day. Will he be the only one or will he capture the magic that so many others have had tonight in winning this matchup. What do we got? We've got Black versus Lynn. Big matchup there. We've got Kyle O'Reilly versus Eddie Guerrero. That's a big one. We've got Tajiri versus X-Pac. A little less exciting just because of the records. And then Kushida versus Dragunov. We've got big matchups I'll tell you this, it's been 45 minutes. I'm a little weary, but I'm not going to take a break. I'm going to push through. But rather than trying to think about which matchups would be best, I'm just going straight down the line here because that's about where my head's at. Black versus Lynn. Jerry Lynn's got to win. I'm actually cheering for it. Malachi Black with a 19. Jerry Lynn with a 3. Poor Jerry Lynn. A huge name in the cruiserweight community, but he is 0-4-1, the only winless competitor in this uh, cruiserweight-ish classic remaining. Wow. Uh, Malachi Black at 4-1, probably guaranteeing him at least a share of first place heading into round six. Kyle O'Reilly versus Eddie Guerrero. Cheering for Eddie here. Kyle O'Reilly with a 25 Eddie Guerrero with a 35 big win for Eddie, needing no help from the GM. He is now 3-1-1, one one, putting him in strong position. Uh, he beat Malachi Black. He's still got to wrestle Ilya and X-Pac. Did he beat Kushida? No. So Kushida's got to lose if Eddie wants to... Eddie's got to finish this with a better record than Kushida to give himself the win. Tajiri versus X-Pac. Tajiri with an 11. X-Pac with a 15. A win for X-Pac. This has just not been Tajiri's tournament. He's at 1-4. and four. At least he's not in last place. And then we've got Kushida versus Dragunov. We are cheering for the best bout machine. Ilya Dragunov here. Kushida with a... 16, Ilya Dragunov with a 39. Wow, huge win. Works out exactly as we would hope. That drops Kushida to 3-2, and two, so Eddie will move into second place now. And with a win over Malachi Black, he's in strong position to control his destiny heading into the end of this. Uh, Ilya at 3-2. and two. He's in pretty good position, too, I will say. He's actually going to be ahead of Kushida because of that tiebreaker. Last matchup. Group A. Adam Cole in the lead at 3-0-1. Pete Dunn, Taka Mishinoku nipping at his heels. Our matchups. Taka versus Ricochet. All right, that's a good one. Tyler Bate versus Cody Rhodes. Battle of people with losing records, but a fun matchup nonetheless. Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole. That's got a main event. And then Alex Shelley versus Christian. All right. I think I can figure this one out. Taka's match is going to open against Ricochet. Because we've got Cole and Dunne. Hey, it's almost Survivor Series time. They wrestled at Survivor Series, I'm pretty sure, once upon a time. Taka versus Ricochet. Taka Mishinoku with a 28 Ricochet with a 20, a win for Taka. I love that for him. He is now 4-1. and one. I could, I'd be happy with either him or Cole winning this, to be honest. All right. Bate versus Cody Rhodes. Let's do that. Tyler Bate with a 19. Cody with a 28. 
Cody Rhodes going to pick up a win. I'd give points to Tyler Bate if he was anywhere near contention, but he's not. So Cody's going to beat Bate. Bate now, oof, one in four. Not good for Tyler Bate. Not good. Let's do Alex Shelley versus Christian. Alex Shelley with a 10. Christian with a 26. That's a win. Actually, yeah, no, that is right math. Thought I wasn't being able to do math there for a second. Christian with a win over Alex Shelley. Shelley at two and three. Christian at two and three. Main event time. Pete Dunn versus Adam Cole. Baby. I've only had to use one point to help Mr. Cole so far. I have 44 points to play with. I'm going to do big things here. If I need to, maybe I won't. Pete Dunn with a 13. Adam Cole with a 31. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to have so many points to play with. Adam Cole picking up a win all on his own. He is now 4-0 and 1. He is undefeated, technically. Uh, he will be holding a very slim percentage points advantage over Takamishinoku. Pete Dunn dropping to 3-2. and two. So there'll be a glut of people still in kind of contention uh, heading in. With two matches to go, Taka's got to take on Dunn and Cole. Ooh, this is going to be competitive. Taka's got to take on Dunn and Cole. Adam Cole's got to wrestle Taka and Cody. So Adam Cole's schedule's a little easier in terms of uh, the records of his competition. Well, that's it, friends. I got the corona, and I still gave you almost an hour-long podcast. That's how much love I've got for you. But I also realize I can't do multiple of these in order. I'm going to have to take a break, rest the voice, rest the body, and we'll be back for round six in our next episode. I'm DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I'll talk to you if Twitter's even a thing still. For all I know, this is so antiquated. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.